deception, it's perversion masquerading under the guise of renewal. Today they've degenerated into a social club for bored millionaires and celebrities who use its meetings as an excuse to indulge their jaded sexual appetites. Mom, do you really want to go and live in that hotel for the weekend? Sure I do. It'll be lots of fun. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? He has his father's eyes. Uncensored Cinephile fans, and welcome to the review of The Wicker Man, the original film, not the new one with Nick Cage. <laughs> yes, the original 1973 version of the film. Yes, the good one, the yes. really good one. <laughs> um, I'm very excited to do this episode with you. Yes, she, she's so excited she made me wear her witch's hat. <laughs> and I'm wearing my Mayday Queen flower crown so yeah it looks good what yeah, do you think it looks like you came straight from summer isle i well yeah <laughs> maybe um, it's a scottish isle so and i'm scottish so maybe who knows um, and you have a witch's hat I, yeah but <laughs> i didn't bring that with me from, oh, okay. from there that's we brought that in Salem last year. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. yeah, spooky. Very spooky. Um, so, yeah. And it's Halloween season. It is Halloween. Yeah, I've so. got my little pumpkin earrings in as well, people. Yeah, very yeah, nice. Thank you very much. And we are going to review other films people suggested in the comments mm -hmm. for our last premiere that we did, but we wanted to do The Wicker Man as well because we saw it recently and yes. we thought... Why not? Let's do The Wicker Man. It's and a great I, film. It's very good. It's full of symbolism. Mm -hmm. And it's fascinating to sort of like go into like the paganism and the sort of all the different uh, avenues that you can go down in terms of like the people, founding people of Wicca and paganism and the modern day equivalent of it. So, um, I just found it fascinating when I was sort of like going down a rabbit hole of all this sort of stuff and I spent like two days researching it so <laughs> I'm very eager to and during uh, Halloween uh, Samhain it's mm. actually kind of on topic mm. all these things right yes. because that is a very uh, you know like druidic yeah like ritualistic thing right so like mm. this is not a christian thing right these come from these more yeah. like traditions right so yeah the celtic paganism yes so, all yeah. right so you want to get into the movie should yeah, we start with the movie and then you can yeah, break right, down yeah. these interesting things you found yeah i don't think we're going to give like a full in-depth like uh you know plot summary i'm hoping that most i mean it's not really like there's much of a plot anyway it's just the a sergeant um neil howie 
mm -hmm. who gets called to the this mysterious island of Somerile, um, yes. off the coast of Scotland. To he's received a letter to say that there's a girl that's gone missing, Rowan Morrison, and uh, he's and starts off sort of pleasant in a way. You know, the yeah. the locals seem eccentric. Um, they seem mostly harmless. Yeah. Um, I mean, they are kind of like, you can't come on the island. Yes. And then once then, they let them on, they're like clearly all lying to them. Yes. Right? Yeah, so we, it's kind of weird. Yeah, exactly. There's like a, there's some, from the, on, you know, onset, it's a bit off in terms of their behavior and their sort of responses and everything. But, you know, um, we're just sort of going along with him, um, and uh, he starts investigating into this missing girl who they say does, first off, they deny that she exists, and then, then they admit that she does exist. Yes. But, um, yeah, it's not like it's very plot-heavy, it's like... Someone I, I read a review said that it was like more like an Agatha Christie sort of episode, you know? It's very yeah. like um, basic whodunit, but it's not really about whodunit because there is no body. There is no murder that's taken place. Yeah. Um, it's just a, it's, it's kind of like a campy sort of thing in lots of ways. But um, the fact that the the locals, the islanders, are so uh, seem so harmless. Is what makes them harmful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like a, a great depiction of a cult mm. because most cults seem so harmless. Yes, exactly. And then, like, they it gets you, you off in. guard, right? Yeah, they lie you so. in, in that way. And I think this is a great movie in terms of depiction of cult mentality. Yeah. Um, mob rule in a way, uh, because they all sort of like they're a close community, and you get the sense that any like they all have to go along with the religious beliefs and practice practices. Yeah. Um And if anybody questions it, there is nowhere for them to run. You know he. Yeah. Like later on, and how he tries to escape you know, the island, and yeah, 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 yeah. literally can't, so, yeah. but of course, like, this, um, automatically there's, like, strange things that don't add up, so he goes to see the, the mother's, uh, the mother of the missing girl, and she runs a local post office, and, um, there's lots of hair symbolism, we see, like, lots of chocolate hairs, and they're not like chocolate rabbits that you have at Easter, they're, like, full-on bigger than a rabbit they're like a hair mm -hmm. and um, of course like the hair symbolism we've discussed it in, in previous uh, previously with the witch and the hair is this sort of like um, <clears throat> symbolic creature which is supposed to be like you know representing abundance and prosperity uh, and good fortune but it's also connected to the other world as in like the underworld mm -hmm. and people see it as like um, a shape-shifting uh, creature okay. and I am um, 
the Celtics, the pagans, uh, held it in such like revere that they didn't actually eat hairs. Hmm. Which is interesting. Really? Yeah, which is what I found. So, like, the Hindus wouldn't eat cows, but yeah. the Celtics wouldn't eat hares. Right. It's interesting to me, too, because, like, uh, it's in those uh, books where if you make, like, the... I forget which book it is, like, one of these Freemasonic books, but if you make, like, the sign of the hare, mm. and then you make it, like, against a wall... Right. The shadow depicts, like, Satan, basically. Oh, like... I always thought that was like fun that you did when you were a little kid with like yeah doing the the stuff with the, the shadow figures yeah. yeah yeah the hair one but, like when you do it mm, like it depicts like uh, yeah the same like type oh, thing it kind right? of does doesn't it that's very interesting and I think yeah the the film like has a lot of hair symbolism in the movie I mean mm -hmm. in terms of like when Howie goes to talk to the um, Missy Girl's mother, she says that she's only got one girl, and when he goes to sort of like talk to this little girl, she's drawing a picture of a hair, which he yeah. helps uh, helps her with. Actually, starts you know, it's a, a deliberate police tactic. Like you know, they try and talk to children, they get involved in what activity they might be doing, and she's. He says, "What's asks?" He asks her, "What's happened to Rowan?" And she says, "Oh, she's turned into a hare." Mm -hmm. And then we find later, uh, when he digs up Rowan's coffin, that she, there's a hare in there. Yeah, and mm. <laughs> remember, uh, so when the cop finds Rowan finally, mm. right? Yes. Where is she? Uh, she is in a cave. Not in a cave. She's. Outside the cave. Oh, she's outside the cave, yes. Right? But mm. like a hare, yeah. she runs into the cave right. to escape the predator, yeah, so right? She, yeah. But she likes so. luring him in. Yeah. Did I do it right? You did it beautifully! Dear little Rowan. And um, I think this interesting is the fact that a lot of the masks that we see at the end of the film that the, the island islanders wear are like reoccurring animal symbols that mm -hmm. um, are associated with the occult and paganism yeah. and um, that sort of thing. So we have like the bull, the sort of the stag head, um, yeah. we have the goat. Um, and all of the, you know, we've discussed goats before in mm -hmm. The Witch, but obviously it's, the goat is um, known for its fertility, for being rowdy. Oh, really? <laughs> so I think that's kind of interesting because the whole movie is centred around fertility and rebirth. Uh. Um, and uh, the lo locals on the island are very... Uh, promiscuous <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah there's a lot of naked people in this movie they're having a really good they time are having a really movie. good time and, and like there's that whole scene where mm, i was gonna say the the seduction scene the seduction scene yeah, yeah. so howie goes
to, I mean, he... Our beta male god. <laughs> yeah, he just, there's only one real place where he can stay on the island, which is an yeah. inn called the Green Man. I'll go back to that in a second to talk about the legend of the Green Man, which is very yeah. interesting. Um, but uh, there's, uh, he's greeted by the landlord and um, the landlord's daughter, by, played by Brick, <laughs> yeah. uh, Britt Eckerland. I think she, was she a Bond girl? I don't know. She's probably like an eight. <laughs> right? Like, she's, she's a, I mean, Bianca's a ten. <laughs> no, I'm If they had brought, like, Bianca in, the no, guy would have not been able to resist. <laughs> no, but they only had, like, an eight, so. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, okay, and definitely not a ten. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, she's very pretty, very attractive. And she, it's such a weird sort of, like, the scenes with her are very weird, like the the singing and the dancing with the the people the people in the pub. Like they're all sort of like lusting after her, and mm-hmm. like basically like it's all very sort of sexually charged and everything. It's yeah. like a really uncomfortable situation. And I've heard like lots of I've read lots of people say that who have been very unsympathetic towards the character of Howie. Okay. And, um, like, basically called him a prude and everything. And uh, Well, I mean, if you really think about it, yeah. if he had not been such a prude mm. and just banged the eight, right? <laughs> that was, like, lusting over him. She was, like, humping the wall, okay? Yeah. Mm. If he had just done that like which would have been easy all he had to do was walk into her bedroom basically yeah yeah he would have not have been burned in the wicker man but i think it's like so the lesson of the story is is no (laughs) short episode that was a really short episode this is like the only horror movie where having sex would have saved you i think yeah every other horror movie you'd get killed for this (laughs) yeah like so. The rules from Scream, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, I, I, don't, I think it's a bit unfair to say that because it's like everyone's like saying he's standoffish and, you know, he's prejudiced against like the, he's, he's the outsider and he's like not Oh, very, yeah. Well, I mean, he's just super based. He's dismissive of like the, like, He's very close-minded, and if, yeah. I think, but if you were, well, he's that, Christian, and well, he's yeah. on an island full of pagan witches well, and like I was thinking, cult like, members. Even if you and, are like very open-minded, if you were in that situation, and you're there to do a job, which is to find a missing girl, and you're a police officer, you have a, a sense of duty to your role as a police officer to yeah. to do that. And I think, as well, it, it's like. Well, wait a if, second. But, if you were seeing people, like, naked people dancing through the flames and humping each other and all that yeah. sort of stuff, you're not going to be like, oh, that's okay, it's just their beliefs, I'm just going to, like, ignore, you know, <laughs> ignore it. You're going to be like, this is really weird and disturbing, and they're doing it, like, openly. Yeah. And I think and something that I watched um, addressed this and was actually, uh, and made me realise that, um, like often when cults like children are 
you know, exploited. Mm -hmm. And this is what is the cult. It is a cult on yeah, yeah, um, yeah. in the movie in The Wicker Man, and the fact that the adults are doing all of this and very sexually open, they're doing it in front of the children. Yeah, which makes me worried. Like, what else is going on on the island? Yeah, of course. Like, it's so, all like so, and like I don't I mean think you think they care about the age of consent no, on an island where they're like. <laughs> Having orgies yeah, in the middle it's of the field. very strange, right? <laughs> right? So I think, like, everybody's saying, like, oh, Howie is, like, uh, like, oh, he, it's just about free love and expression. He should be, you know, it's like... No, wait a second. They like, burned a man alive <laughs> with a bunch of livestock and a giant Yeah, I'm upset statue. about the fact that they had, like, While, like, and, singing uh, and like, dancing. and sheep. I was like, oh, no, not the piggies. Not the piggies. <laughs> They were like happy and singing and dancing while do it, do it like sacrificing yeah. like living creatures. Like that's crazy. people have been like um this is like what christianity mm. stopped because mm. like in huge parts of the world there were all these like crazy cultures that were doing this human sacrifice Car nonsense Carnage. right yeah the phoenicians and then when christianity came along that was like the end of it yeah and there's even a story in the bible about abraham like sacrificing his only son and then at the last moment god's like no, don't actually sacrifice yeah. whoa, yourself. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was kidding. <laughs> I was... Whoa. I, that was a joke. You went too far. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like in the pagan Bible, it's like, do it. And it's like, <laughs> wait, actually do it? It's like, yes, actually do it. There is no Put like... Put it in a... And maybe make a big wicker man and do make it? Make a big wicker man and do it. Like, so, yeah. So, like, is that it? practice like has gone out of like tradition because of the rise of christianity mainly yeah but i think it's really interesting in that sort of scene that we have where uh willow is uh trying to, her name's willow uh the landlord's daughter is trying to seduce howie yes. um her song that she sings mm -hmm. so i don't know if you knew the lyrics
So I wanted a sort of like because it's like, do you know what? In in a way, it reminds me very much of like the music from Rosemary's Baby. Okay. Like that sort of folky sort of like it seems very sort of like nice on the surface, and but when you sort of like actually read the words, and you're like, like, oh, this is creepy. Yeah. So she's like uh, saying that. Um, the first, yeah, the first verse is rather nice. That you know, the things I'll give to you by stroke as gentle as a feather. I'll catch the rainbow from the sky and tie the ends together. Okay. And then uh, it ends with how a maiden can milk a bull and every stroke a bucketful. <laughs> oh, okay. Basically saying like, hey, I want to stroke you and milk you. Because, yeah, bowl doesn't have milk. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, oh. it seems really, like, innocent at first. I'm like, oh, it's nice. She's singing about rainbows and Yeah, she's stuff. not singing about milk and a cow. Yeah, sure. she, yeah. So, but the, there's so many, the music in the film is so good. I think it's by uh, a composer called P Paul Giovanni. And he, like, wrote most of the songs that we see. So we have, like, an, um, another one was the Maypole song. Oh yeah, yeah, which yeah. is like the scene, sort of like in the next day where. Um... In the woods there grew a tree, and a fine, fine tree was he. And on that tree there was a limb, and on that limb there was a branch, and on that branch there was a nest, and in that nest there was an egg, and in that egg there was a bird, and from that bird a feather came, and of that feather was a bed. And on that bed there was a girl, and on that girl there was a man, and from that man there was a seed, and from that seed there was a boy, and from that boy there was a man, and from that man there was a grave, and from that grave there grew a tree. Howie uh, decides to go to the school to investigate whether the girl, you know, attended school on the island mm -hmm. and uh, he passes it's boys it's all boys who are going around the maypole and I think you know you spoke about what the maypole actually is representing because in the film they say one thing but you think it you you think it's more I've heard other interpretations yeah, yeah you have a different interpretation but I think I, before we sort of get on to that I just wanted to go through the song with you because again it sort of like reinforces this weird disturbing idea that children are being sexually exploited on the island uh, so the song lyrics say um, and on that bed there was a girl and on that girl there was a man and from that man there was a seed so, um, I think that's really strange that the um, they say a man, and then but they say a girl instead of a woman. Wow! Yeah. So, but. And on that bed there was a girl, and on that girl there was a man, and from that man there was a seed, and from that seed there was a boy. Yeah, that's like pretty much like. Yeah. When, when you hear the lyrics itself, 
like yeah I mean they're pretty much saying on that man there was a okay, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah so um, yeah uh, you don't really pick up on this when you're watching the movie I think because the music yeah. is so like cheerful and upbeat and it like goes against the typical horror movie. Yeah, but the kids are, like, so programmed, right? Right, they are. Like, the children are super programmed. And, like, the other interesting thing is, like, in the classroom, um, when they showed, like, the board Mm. um, of what they were covering for subjects, (laughs) it was, like, all... It was, like, the occult. It's, like, the Hagstone and stuff like that. Yeah, it was, like... All different stones. Like, yeah, like, we're doing, like, occult studies. Like, there was no, like math or history no. it's just like <laughs> this is the seeker stone you know yeah. like, like some nonsense and the children are like are really weird like I think the like the most weird moment for me was when that little he lifts up the lid to the desk and there's a beetle going around the little um, needle Mm. And that's like representing him. He is that beetle. He's stuck going around in this little cycle where he can't, you know, he's basically being trapped there. And he's yeah, unable. they probably knew he was going to open the desk. Yeah, and, like and then the, the girl is just like giggling away. Because they made it so obvious that there was like a missing. Yeah, like. It was like, like the middle desk. Like, they could have just yeah. made it like. It's. Yeah. They could have moved it to, like, the back of the they classroom. They were trying to hide anything, but they're not. They were so. making it so obvious. <laughs> yeah, they might as like, well have had a big sign. Like, saying, child here. missing here. Yeah. You know, like, but um, any detective worth their salt would pick up on that, like, immediately. But he seems to be, like, airing his superiority and his, like, authority over the people. Yeah, well, is, he's, uh, a cop. Yeah, and I think, but his pride is ultimately his downfall. Yeah, of course. But you said about the maypole. So, of course, I've done some research into maypoles and I just can't seem to get any, like, actual (laughs) solid reason as to why people dance around a maypole. They, like, the best... it's not even the best interpretation but the one that people most go with is the fact that oh it's something it's like why they decorate it is because it looks good or something stupid like that I was like that doesn't make any sense it's like it has to be more symbolic than the fact that it was like oh they wanted to put decorations on something so they made a pole Like, it doesn't make any sense, so... But when you said your, like, reading of it, I was like, ah, yeah. That's, like, the most logical thing that I can think of. So, do you want to go Yeah, basically, like, what... I I forget which, like, YouTuber showed this, but... What they showed was, like, basically the maypole in, like, some countries, Mm. especially. They have people descend from the, like, top of it down to the earth from the top so like obviously it represents like the male generative principle like the phallus symbol Mm. and then like the angels like come out of the top of it right Mm. and then down to earth right so it's like representing the fall of the angels right down to earth from Mm. the center of the like male generative principle which would be like god or like the heavens right so like 
from where the angels were created down to earth is what that maple represents mm. basically and each person at the end of like the pole at the bottom is like an angel on earth right so like when they're dancing around and circling around like they're like pretending they're like the fallen angels on earth right mm. very paganistic type stuff basically yeah interesting and that's why like when you see it in the movie like you're like oh wow they're doing that you know like <laughs> it's interesting and then like soon you see them having a big orgy and like other things that just mm. kind of like certify like what you're looking at is the interesting thing to me another one of these things is like you know how it's an island yes and you know, like a lot of these like elites have been caught with islands right right was it yeah yeah like Weird, isn't it? We don't need to say the names of the islands, <laughs> no, but there's I been a lot of like islands with uh, I just feel like if sex you, issues. If you get invited <laughs> to a, like a party on an island, I really wouldn't go. Yeah, I'd be very wary of yeah. going, especially islands with like pagan type mm. temples on them. Yeah, we've seen right? that, <laughs> and like Weird. actually gone by that. It's yeah. like really creepy. Yeah, but I think. Yeah, what's interesting about this island, Summer Isle, is when we're, like, introduced to Lord Summer Isle. Mm -hmm. And I really, like, I love the fact that it's Christopher Lee in this role. Um, yeah, you, he does a really good job, yeah, whoever the actor is. He's, like, perfect. Well, it. he's Dracula from the old Dracula movies, you know? Okay, I don't even know if I've seen those, so... Okay, but he's, like, known for playing, like, you know, the... The obvious villain, okay. But here, it's almost yeah. like he's playing like against type, in that way. Like he's very charismatic and open, and it seems like a very, like almost like an ordinary guy. And yeah. That's what I think is interesting. Is like most cult leaders come across this way, and he's yeah. like telling Howie about how it was his grandfather or great grandfather. During the Victorian times, that came to the island and, um, you know, used science and technology to sort of uh, regenerate, generate, or like, I don't know, sort of. He did something to the soil to make it fertile. Mm -hmm. So, is it science or is it magic that he used? Um, I think it's just interesting that it's like this. It's from the Victorian era, era, and you ha like during this time you had like the interest in occultism sort of emerge. Yeah. And when I was researching, um, I I found that the screenwriter for the film Anthony Schaefer and um, the director Robin Hardy were influenced by James Fraser's The Golden uh, Bow. Uh, Bo, Bo, I think, B-O-U-G-H, which was like a book published in 1890 about mythology and religion. And also, they, I, I believe they sort of like spoke about um, the likes of Gerald Gardiner, uh, who was the creator of Wicca uh, and a naturist. So basically a person who likes to go around in a nude. Um, <laughs> You know, like the people on Summer Isle, they don't seem to like to wear clothes. 
Uh, but he, you know, just Gerald Gardner uh, was known for reviving the pagan faith in the UK during the 50s and 60s. And uh, he borrowed ideas from the Freemasons and Alistair Crowley. He was good friends with Crowley. <coughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it gets even crazier. Um, he was also friends with Cecil Willis, Willis Williamson. Sorry, Cecil Williamson, who was a Negro pagan warlock. Nice. And was the founder of Witchcraft Research Center, which was a part of the MI6 <laughs> war against the Nazis. Um, which I was like, oh, okay. I didn't know that this was true, that the Nazis had like interests in the occult. I didn't know that there was like a, the MI6 had like their own sort of yeah Alistair Crowley has <laughs> like, uh, connections to MI6 yeah, too I didn't know that they had yeah. their own like uh, and then task like in America to take on the Nazis occult yeah like people. in America like what is it the Church of Satan or whatever was founded by Michael Aquino who mm. has like ties to fourth psychological operations right. group or something I just, I just, you know yeah like I, I find it interesting that all this sort of stuff um which is like depicted in the wicker man the the screenwriter is basically referring to stuff that you know is being discussed in popular culture at the time this sort of rebirth and regeneration of like uh, paganism which was so popular especially in the 1960s you know mm -hmm. yeah like with all the drugs and the psychedelic like free loving hippiness yeah. of it hippies <laughs> goddamn hippies <laughs> how'd you escape Cartman's basement from the last episode <laughs> uh, um yeah what's interesting is that uh, to me <laughs> um, it's the fact that there's like all these strange ties to Crowley yeah. <laughs> it all comes back to it so I was like oh the moment I saw his name I was like well okay that's really interesting mm. we've discussed him before yes he's had a huge <laughs> effect on Hollywood and other Definitely. things yeah. so um yeah, I just and want, music and things of that yeah, nature. Yeah, I just wanted to bring that up. And I think it's interesting that um, Summer Lord Summer Isle is kind of gives off that vibe. Do you know what I mean? Like the cult leader type of vibe. Mm -hmm. Where he like seems very... He doesn't seem like the rest of the people. Like it's almost like how much of it does he believe in? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I, wa I wanted to propose that question to you. Do you think he actually believes what the head guy? Yeah. The guy running the mm. ritual and all that. No, I think he just is trying to like, He's like use it to control everybody. <laughs> like you said, like he said, like. Um, he brought the island back through science mm. and technology. Mm. I think that was actually the truth. Mm. And, like, he does something to, like, try to bring the crops back. Yeah. But, like, he loves being the cult leader. Mm. And he loves, like, 
that, so like he was just like using it as an excuse to do that. Yeah. I really think that like he knows exactly what's going on, <laughs> and I highly doubt he believes that the crops are going to be brought back by a human sacrifice. I think what is really chilling in the movie um, is the moment where Howie turns to him and he's like, basically says like, if this doesn't work, then the people are going to turn on you. Yeah. Right. It just goes to like show how, like, the, the his, his whole reign is just like a like this weak tower of cards. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's about to um, fall apart at any second. And I think that's when you see like the look of fear on Lord Summer Isle's face. Like yeah, he's like the first time that he shows like genuine like. Um, he breaks character. Yeah, 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 yeah he yeah, like yeah. literally breaks character in that moment. He's like genuinely fe fearful for his own life because he yeah. knows that like, the people will turn on him. Yeah, I'd be like planning my escape at that point if I was yeah. born Summer Island. You know. But I think what's interesting is when he discusses the grandfather and shows a portrait of his grandfather. Um, the note: the island is known for its apples. Yeah. Um, of course, the of apple. Course, right. There's an apple symbol. Right. The, uh, there's an apple in the portrait. Like, I was just going to say that, gonna... like, why do you, like, do you think yeah. uh, that they want to be um, like naked? Mm. Because that's, like, how they were in the Garden of Eden. Right. Right. Yeah. So, like, is that, like, why the occult likes being naked so much? Is it. Because, like, they like apples, too. Yeah, there's always I mean, like, the weird thing about, well, it's Halloween soon, bobbing for apples. Yeah. Right? Because, like, they were in the garden, and then, to like, okay, so, like, if you think about it from their perspective mm. as Luciferians, they think they were imprisoned in the Garden of Eden, mm. and that they were set free knowing good and evil, right. but then they were punished, right? Yeah. So, like, to them, wouldn't being naked be a bad thing because then they like once they learned they started dressing themselves yeah right? so like why would they want to be naked i don't i don't well maybe... he makes a good point you can't dr jump through fire with clothes on okay yeah. i mean i can tell you from my own experience like clothes catch on fire yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah let's uh, he makes a yeah, good observation. Valid point. Uh, yeah. On the, the clothes catching on fire thing. Yeah, yeah, but you are right. It is a bit weird. There is, like, this obsession with being naked. But maybe that's because, like... I don't know. You're, like, more vulnerable when you're naked. Well, so like, you're all their Hollywood open. puppets and stuff. Are you're more like, open yeah. to be... I don't know. Like, t taken over or something. Maybe close yeah. that, like, a, a barrier or yeah, something or you feel like they act like a barrier because yeah, you're yeah. covered I, I don't know but I mean talking about clothes in the movie and outfits I, I just thought was really you know going back to um, Lord Summer Isle at the end of the movie how he's dressed in he's leading the parade mm -hmm. to the beach and he's dressed like very like it's not, it's like, 
womanly, isn't it? He's got the long hair and he's like got a sort of like a smock on, like mm. a purple dress. He's wearing makeup. I think that he's supposed to represent uh, a pagan god called uh, Epinona. That's E P O N A, which is the goddess of fertility. She's also the protector of horses, ponies, donkeys, and mules. Okay. And now that's what I, I don't know whether he's meant to be representing that, but she the reason I say that is that she's often depicted with a sickle. And in his hand he has a sickle. Oh, okay. And uh, I just think it's interesting that he's you know, he's where he's got the long flowing hair. Aren't there other gods though? Like isn't Saturn commonly depicted with a I, sickle or something? Yeah, maybe. I, I think it's obviously, like, a lot of the ancient gods were sort of a mixture between male and female, weren't they? Yeah. So you have, like, uh, the Egyptian gods you have often, you know, with male and, and female parts. So, but I think it's just interesting that you see this depiction of this this blending of two of the two genders happening yeah um and there's also the strange we've mentioned all the strange masks that the people are wearing but um i thought was kind of disturbing to me was the the hobby horse i don't know about that weird thing that the, it's like a horse and an like half horse half man that's sort of like you got the punch, which um, Howie is dressed up as the fool. Yeah. You know, it's quite funny because he's been taken for a fool, and then you got this weird hobby horse creature. It's all like very disturbing stuff. It looks like, you know, um, at first it kind of looks campy and like really cheap. <laughs> I don't know. You what? You know what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but. Definitely thought I would point out that I don't know whether you think there's any more to that about their costumes in the film. Uh, I mean, I think they're symbolic, obviously, mm. like the jester and these various mm. things they made people wear. Like, they're yeah. definitely representing different symbols on their way to, like, the end there. So, yeah. I mean, I do think there is more to that, yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've wanted to talk to you about names now. Okay, yeah, let's, let's hear the and names. I, I thought this was fairly interesting. <laughs> Thank you. I First off, it's like, we've mentioned before, like, this, the reason that certain screenwriters and writers choose names. Like, it's not just because they, they're like, oh, it's a pick, we're just going to pick a random name. There's, like, significance in terms of, like, people's names. And, and first glance you wouldn't think there would be anything to the names featured in the wicker man but i was like no i i just feel like there's more to it so yeah, anyway sure. neil howie is our main character mm -hmm. and i was like howie um what's that that's spelt h-o-w-i-e and it's a pet form how which is a variant on the name hugh that's h-u-g-h and that's a boy's name of British origin, which means soul, mind, and inter or intellect. And then Neil means champion. 
So he's the champion soul. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, so, champion soul. Yeah, which yeah. is like very <laughs> ironic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I was like, oh, okay. Because, well, well, technically, from a Christian perspective, mm. he does win in the end. Yes. Because he goes to heaven. Yeah, he be, right. he's basically a martyr. Yeah. And I think that's interesting because uh, Samuel also says, oh, you're going to get a martyr's death. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And I yeah. think if... Oh, we'll talk about it in, in a second, but when we get to Rowan. Um, but uh, we've mentioned, like, the children possibly being sexually assaulted and abused. If... Um, I, in the film... Lord Samurai hasn't it like alludes to the fact that they've they would sacrifice a child, mm-hmm. and I think like if it had hadn't if how he had been corrupted and had slept with the you know the landlord's daughter, yeah, <laughs> Willow, um, who would have been the one to be sacrificed, and I think it would have been the child. Yeah, I think you're right on that. Yeah, but she's not a champ. I don't think she's a champion soul, because she's corrupted. No, so they they would have risked a worse harvest, right? right. Because they would have had to have sacrificed not the ideal. Yeah, so. As they explained to him earlier, they said, "Oh, a child sacrifice is okay, mm. but uh, adult male innocent sacrifice is better." Yeah. They literally did say they would sacrifice Rowan yeah, so it's like, if they didn't have him to I sacrifice. I feel like people don't really... That's the real horror of the movie. It's yeah. like people don't are not really picking up on that. I, they, it's like a, almost like... Yeah, a, they were totally prepared to sacrifice a small child. Yeah. Because the harvest didn't go well. Yeah. Which is so, insane. Anyway, uh, Rowan... Morrison, I think the name. But how how dare Howie look I, at these I people know. and think yeah. down of them? I know they're just fun, free-loving yeah, hippies. They're, like, yeah, they're fun. They're pagans, like the true guys. knot. You yeah. know, they're just like the true knot. They're just they're celebrating fun. a religion that's like more ancient and true than Christianity. How could you possibly say these things? <laughs> the Celtic day began on what we now consider the eve of the previous day. So with the rising of the moon on October 31st, the great festival of Samhain began. Samhain was a strange time. The old year was dying and the new year was yet to be born. Somehow suspended or outside time, it was a transition of great vulnerability and danger. All natural laws fell away and the barrier between the worlds dissolved. Mortals could enter the world beyond and other worlds spirits roamed among the living. Huge bonfires are lit on the hills to ward off evil spirits, while the Lord of the Dead leads the souls of the departed to the other world. To ensure a safe journey, offerings and sacrifices are made. Sacred to the sun god, horses are sacrificed, and so are humans. People, mostly criminals, are placed in an enormous wicker cage shaped like an animal or giant. The druids set fire to the cage and the people burned to death. Purified by fire, the souls of the sacrificed make a pleasing gift to the Lord of the Dead. 
Each family then takes fire from the druid's sacred blaze back to the village to rekindle their hearths. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's a little human sacrifice between friends? Exactly. <laughs> I think so. The girl who has gone missing is called Rowan. And I was like, oh, what's Rowan? That's interesting. Um, well, it's a tree that's thought to be uh, to protect you against witch witchcraft and enchantment. And basically, I think her whole name is like a trick to lure him in, like or like under false pretenses. Yeah. Like she's meant to be seen as like innocent, as a victim, and uh, like the MacGuffin, I guess, um, to sort of the lure him into this herodom you know yeah. so and if he could just get to her he yeah. could be saved from the witches and the mm, witchcraft but he yeah. can't quite get there right but all of the women's names in the film are uh either plants or trees oh really yeah so i've mentioned willow but there's also rose and daisy oh okay yeah you're right yeah. so all of the women have like uh plant names plant names and it's interesting as well that Lots of the women are blonde, mm. and I, um, I kind of discussed that uh, in um, my article that maybe you're linked to. Yep, <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote a review about. I'll this put movie. it on the screen. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I said that there's like a strange thing, a uh, strange history of women, of blonde women being seen as like uh, seducers, yes. and not to be trusted, and I think. Um, when we all know it's really redheads that are the seducers <laughs> and not to be trusted. <laughs> mm, yeah. Another Hollywood lie debunks. Oh no! <laughs> no, come on, let's think about it. We've, we've seen like, you know, witches being like being presented with blonde hair. Yeah, like, lots of witches have blonde hair. Right. So. Yeah. You know. I think even Sabrina the witch had blonde hair. Yes, the teenage witch. She the had teenage witch, hair. yeah. So it's interesting. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> um, so anyway, that was what I had about names, but I just thought it was interesting. So I wanted to bring that up. I like it. It was a very nice deep dive into the names. I know. Might have to clip that as like a name section for the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, talking about names, I Ooh, talking about names. Talking about names, back to the inn. And okay. I said we will go back there. Yeah. Um, it's called the Green Man Inn. The Green Man Inn. And do you know what the Green Man is? No, I don't. It's, uh, if you go to the British Isles, you'll probably see a lot of pubs named the Green Man. Okay. Um, it is a sort of. Um, I don't know. It's like a weird. Celtic symbolism of like a cycle of life and death and rebirth. It's like this sort of um, folklore sort of creature, um, which is often uh, has is like made out of trees. Ah. Um, like has you'll see him like a he's seen in architecture quite a lot. So you see him on like churches in and that sort of thing okay. uh, where it's usually like a face surrounded by f uh, foliage 
foliage. Okay. <laughs> foliage. Foliage. <laughs> Plants. <laughs> Plants. Twigs coming out of him. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's really strange because I can't understand why it would be associated with churches. Right. Well, uh, the churches are all pagan. Like, the Vatican is extremely pagan, always has been. Right, but it doesn't seem like it really should be there. Like, why did they pick December 25th for Christmas when, like, that's like a pagan Saturnalia, like, thing. That's why they have some pagan god on a bunch of churches. (laughs) Yeah, so the motif has, like, many variations so you often see it with like branches or vines sprouting from its mouth nostrils or other parts of the face okay which is like just i don't know i was just having this like horror film image of like someone becoming a green man and having like vines and branches coming out of their nostrils that would be like horrible but sounds like those walking trees from lord of the rings Mm, right but i think the it's interesting. The or- Maybe that's where he got the idea from. Yeah. The right. origins of it come from Roman art, from, like, leaf masks and stuff. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the Romans in just a second, because uh, they're interesting. They do have a part to play in this. And uh, also, so this might, for people interested in the Templars, they have churches in Jerusalem with the green man, uh, motifs on them. Oh, oh, interesting. So yeah, I, ju- I just think it's like um, all the, these things that you just see in like in the UK. You're like, oh, I'm gonna go down the pub, go down the Green Man, and you're you know you don't really pay any attention to it. But all of like this sort of stuff has like a, a much more deeper meaning. Yeah, spiritual, occult. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's just like when I saw it in the uh, in the film, I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, we also see like other things that are like we see all the time, and we don't realize like they have a deeper meaning to them. So we have like the evil eye on the boat, on the little rowing boat. That's, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So you probably know more about the evil eye, so want to sort of go into that quickly. Okay, yeah, so the Eye of Horus, mm. the evil eye, the Illuminati eye, right? Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, yeah there it is. I'm trying to do it. You'll see I'm wearing it, glasses. You so see it like depicted. Really yeah, you'll see like celebrities do that all the time. Yeah, and you're like, I mean, why are they all doing this? Oh, wait, this, I shouldn't okay? name names in case they come after us. Yeah, anyways. <laughs> like, you'll see it depicted in a bunch of movies, mm. right? And then like in this, they clearly show the rowing boat. The front of it has... Mm one eye on the front of it and they make sure to show it like multiple times like enough so that at least subliminally to anyone that's not awake because if you're awake to these things you're going to see it and be like oh there's the the Mm -hmm. eye like that's has no effect on me because you see it but if you're not awake to these things and you're just watching the movie casually it subliminally like affects you Mm. right yeah so I've I just find it really interesting this film is just like littered with so many different sim- symbols and stuff. Yeah. Um, I think another thing that I, I really wanted to bring up was obviously the... the like his- uh, the sun setting. Yeah. <laughs>
yeah. as they were sitting there and doing that, that was like another one of these like mm-hmm. occult symbols. Like how many different like pagan sites mm-hmm. are set to like the equinox, right? They like, even have sun like setting the Stonehenge thing. thing. Yeah, like yeah. the ancients were obsessed with like worshiping the construct instead of worshiping that which created the construct. Right, and there's right. the whole thing about the the island's flag is a sun. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, which is then, once again, you're worshipping a star in space instead of worshipping, mm. like, God himself. You're worshipping what God made instead of worshipping mm. God, which is, like, very paganistic. That's, yeah. like, what they all do. They worship, like, the sun and the moon. Mm. <laughs> which is why they're lunatics, right? <laughs> um, so, I, I just wanted to just sort of, like, discuss briefly about the May Queen um, which is obviously what I'm supposed to be the May Queen Um, and I can't really find too too much about it like I I don't know how long it dates back to I don't know if it's like more of a modern thing Mm. Um, obviously we'll get into the the Wicker Man celebrations and um, what that you know that the May Day celebrations, but mm-hmm. the May Queen is oft, often is a girl who like rides or walks in front of the parade for the May Day celebrations. Okay. Um, and I think it's interesting that we don't see the May Queen in this movie walking in front of the parade. It's been replaced by Lord Summer Isle, but well, he is the human sacrifice. Yeah. Or no, not no. He's leading the human sacrifice. Yeah, he's yeah. like right there with them. Yeah. Right. Uh, and the white ga- gown is supposed to symbolize purity, crowned by flowers. Yeah. Right. But the May Queen's probably a voluntary mm. sacrifice, right? Mm. So that's why she would lead him out. Whereas this time they had yeah. the other guy, and they knew but he was at the do, front. They do put him in. And right. They, yeah. Um, but they don't crown him. Yeah. But I think uh, the there was something that I found by someone called Arthur George, uh, um, who wrote a book called called Mythology Matters. He says that there's an overlap between the pagan concept of the May Queen and the Virgin Mary. I don't know whether you, how much of that you believe. What is the overlap? It's basically just saying that the May Queen is a, meant to, it's like almost like a representation of the Virgin Mary. Okay. I don't. Know. I I was like, that's a bit yeah. of a stretch, mate. Well, I'm I mean, sure the interesting the thing about the Virgin Mary is, do you know why the Virgin Mary started getting worshipped by Christianity? Because she was never a big part of like uh, original Christianity. No. There was never, like, the church of the Virgin Mary, no. like, type things. You know what I mean? Mm. She became, like, a prominent figure because of... I think his name was St. Bernard de Clairvaux. Mm-hmm. And if I got that wrong, excuse me. But he was, a mo- like, a, a religious guy mm. that was at the head of the... I believe it was the Cistercian Order. Mm-hmm. And that was, like, the like religious order that was tied in with the Knights Templar. Oh right. So they were the ones like that ran the monasteries and things, like 
the monks and things were all, and then he brought forward the worship of the Virgin Mary. He made that like popular in like mm. Catholic like doctrine. So before that, it wasn't popular at all. She was just yeah. like a part of the. She was like just another figure in the yeah. Bible. No one would like worship her, and I think they did that because it's really supposed to be Isis, the goddess Isis. Right. So it was like secretly getting people to worship the goddess Isis and pretending that it was the Virgin Mary, mm. which is why this like Knights Templar connected guy was like getting people to worship the Virgin Mary. It was a secretive way to make them worship Isis. So they're saying that there's like a pagan connection there. Mm. That's probably why, because the Virgin Mary that the Catholics are worshiping is yeah. really Isis which is like an Egyptian pagan goddess. Yeah. Right? Okay. Anyway. Rant done. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's really interesting that, like, May Day celebrations still happen. Uh, it's, you know, known as the origins of May Day is, like, Bellatine. Yeah. Uh, which was sort of like the 30th of April to the 1st of May. And, uh, you know, it does... I mean, on the, at first it sounds kind of like innocent, you know, you're driving the cattle through the f the flames of the bonfire, you know, to sort of like symbolize like the the seasons changing and everything. And uh, then you sort of like realize that it wasn't just like driving the animals through the fire, it was like driving the animals into the fire for s sacrifice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was like, it's a really a wicker man like was that a real thing and according to Julius Caesar yeah um, it was real oh wow um Julius Caesar confirmed it and said well, that's pretty much a fact people have like modern day scholars modern uh -oh. day historians modern day sky here we go <laughs> experts <laughs> yeah. that live now experts some experts and like we totally know what was going on yeah, back when they, Julius Caesar lived. They believe like uh, it's like a smear job oh, by yeah. the Romans to like try and justify their sort of like um, pagan beliefs. No, like to justify their sort of conquering of like that goal. And, oh, of all and these Brittany. like barbarians. Yeah, yeah. That were wicker manning people. Uh, but I mean. I don't know because Julius Caesar uh, and there's two main sources there's Julius Caesar and a Greek ge uh, uh, geography dude called Strato I think or Strabo and Strabo Strabo yeah, yeah. <laughs> the geography dude the geography <laughs> dude <laughs> the geography dude He's Strabo <laughs> Strabo um, they both gained the info on the Celts, uh, from someone called uh, Posidius. Yeah, the truthful. Uh, Aposidius, uh, the truthful. Uh, <laughs> his account's not actually survived. Uh, <laughs> Posidius, uh, I think. Uh, Posidius, <coughs> maybe. I don't know how you say his name. P O S I D O N I U S. Posidonius. Possibly post Posidonius. 
Posidonius. Okay. <laughs> anyway, the, his account didn't survive. Oh, I okay. mean, which is we're just going off their word of his account, so it's like yes. secondhand information. Yeah. This is why the historians are like, "Oh, I don't believe that." Because hey, nah. Secondhand information. They're just copying it from Spark Notes, you know. Mm, it sounds like <laughs> a conspiracy theory to me. Mm. <laughs> we don't have an expert. It's just Julius but Caesar. I feel like Julius Caesar is like a pretty much like a solid, like guy that you would want to go on his words. I don't know, like, I don't think he would be necessarily exaggerating too much. Yeah, but if it doesn't fit the narrative of, like, Christianity bad and all satanic religions good, then mm. uh, it needs to be thrown out of history, right? Well, so. yeah, he said that the Druids burned criminals and prisoners of war in the wicker man structures. So these were structures made out of wicker. Um, mm. And to look like men. Yes. And there's coins sort of depicting this. So, I don't know. You can look at the coins yourself and see what you think of them. I'm sure you'll copy them up on... Here's a picture of the coins. Okay, there you go. Uh, <laughs> and when these weren't available, the you know, prisoners of wars and criminals, uh, Julius Caesar said they went even... The Druids went even go so low as to inflict punishment onto the innocent. Mm. Um, so I think another interesting thing is um, the ancient Romans um, outlawed human sacrifice in the year uh, 97 BCE. Yes. Uh, after increasing discomfort in the concept of human sacrifice. Uh, but of course, ritual killing was still allowed still do ritual killing but yeah. not human sacrifice yeah i don't know what you want to say about ritual killing what you define that as whatever you want but they were kind of like going against the the whole human sacrifice thing yeah. um so yeah it's just uh i think the the thing the last thing i want to sort of talk about is obviously bellatine and what that name means
dawn don't care. Fire shall have its will of thee. Be gone, don't care. And all the winds make merry with thy dust. Hail, fellowship's eternal flame. Once again, midsummer sets us free. <laughs> So anyway, I want just a quick question. So May the first. Yes. Do you know why this day is significant in terms of communism? Yeah, it's the day that communism was founded. It's also the day the Illuminati was founded. It was May first, seventeen seventy six. Interesting. Yes. Yeah, I mean it, May Day is known as Workers' Day or International Workers' Day. Yep. So, how, I don't know about you, but that's just odd. We have May Day being the festival of uh, Bellotain, and also being the festival of... Yep, Bellotain Fire Festival and Illuminati Founding Day. And Same day. Communism. Is and that, that's like legit, you can look that up, the Illuminati was an actual thing. They were actually founded in 1776 I, I in Bavaria, I Germany. I don't know, I've seen Wikipedia things will pop up. Wikipedia will, will confirm up. this. <laughs> it will pop up underneath. They will confirm <laughs> this. <laughs> um, so, anyway, Bellatine. Now, it could be, it could be the fires of Bell. Bell. Yeah. Yeah, which is Saturn. Bull, you know, the god of sun and sacrifice. Yes. Or is Bellatane a reference to Bellinus? That's B-L-E-N-U-S, which is the master of power. Or is it Bile, who is the father of gods and man's associated with mortality? So, or is it Bull? I think it's Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people might not know who we're talking about, so I thought over to you. You probably know a little bit more about Baal. Baal. Ba yeah. yeah, it's like How the Mesopotamian you... god that's depicted like in all these different ways. Is Basically, he the it's Saturn. One where you have the babies being sacrificed to. Uh yes. Yeah, that'd be Baal. Right. Yeah. In like the ancient world, absolutely. Yeah. So I, I, I mean, it's, it's like Mesopotamia. It's like Phoenicians. So it's quite a distance away from. Like. Summer Isle. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's obviously a distance away from, the Summer Isle, but I mean, Bellatane was is a. Celtic tradition. A Celtic tradition, which is yeah. obviously like France and. Britain and uh, Germany, so European. So, would do you feel like that? 
I think it's been pretty much proven that the Phoenicians traveled to Denmark Mm. and the Phoenicians were like excellent shipbuilders and then they brought that same like information and stuff up to the Celts like because they invaded as you know the Vikings invaded Mm. England right so like when they did that that all that like stuff came with that yeah right I just think it's interesting that we're so. talking about like human sacrificing uh, in you know terms of May Day and mm-hmm. uh, Bellatane, and obviously the biggest thing that uh, the Phoenicians are probably known for nowadays is their sacrificing of humans, especially children, um, which is like lovely. Obviously, I'm joking. It's not lovely. It's the opposite of lovely. But um, <laughs> I just think it's really interesting that there's like um, there's a lot of first-hand accounts and archaeological archaeological evidence to back that up with the Phoenicians in Carthage. So, mm-hmm. um, but then people are trying to dismiss the pagan and Celtic stuff and be like, oh, well, it was just uh, just Julius Caesar trying to do a bit of propaganda, make himself look good, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Probably. <laughs> anyway, um, that's pretty much what I've got. I mean, like I said, I, I kind of went down a, 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 it feels like I've all I've done is ramble on about stuff, but... No, I, I don't think so. I think that was like really interesting breakdown of all that information. I would call it rambling. So, <laughs> very I don't well know, done. Is like anything that you want to add to this? I mean, I, I, I honestly wonder, like, like, what people think about the film, whether they're a fan of it, and like, like me, I was very dismissive of the film when I first watched it because mm-hmm. I, I was expecting a lot more I was like oh this is supposed to be like the scariest film ever or like you know one of the most scary horror films out there like it comes up in a lot of different lists and I think it's it isn't until you sort of like actually do the research into what uh, the ancient pagans believed in yeah. and find like do the research into all the stuff that ties it together and like look into the lyrics of the songs and look into like the symbolism of like certain like like I said the hair and you know these different things and you realize that they're abusing the kids yeah all these other things there's a much darker underside than just like the happy singing and dancing they portray it's and it's also like um it's like a state of mania at the end of the movie. Yeah. And it makes me like think like uh, um, they're not taking drugs. They're not on drugs or anything, but they might as well be. Do you know what I mean? They're like yeah, they're like all zonked out and stuff. Yeah, they're like happy smiley zombies, you know. <laughs> Yeah. I just think it kind of goes to show like the the 
power and corruption that like cults can have over people so yeah. I think once you sort of like realize that and we've so, seen that in the modern day like mm, Nexium and mm, these other cults right so yeah once you realize that like then it becomes very disturbing and it's I think it's one of the most effective horror films to ever be filmed in like take place in the daytime Mm-hmm. And yeah. another, like, uh, I haven't even mentioned about another film that I think we should probably, like, uh, watch and uh, is full of symbolism is um, Midsommar. Ah, uh, yep. Which, um, again, talks about paganism and is from the director of Hereditary. Okay. Which is um, interesting, would make a really good sort of comparison, like, companion. Um, film to The Wicker Man so okay but, sounds good yeah. and uh, we had some suggestions for our Halloween movie so we had a Burnt Offering mm. and we had Logan's Run I feel like Logan's Run isn't really like a horror movie necessarily and it's more of a science fiction movie so I wouldn't like say that's like a good Halloween movie. A couple show suggestions. True yes. Detective. Yeah. Oh, True Detective is yeah, great, and, and that also goes one. into paganism and all, like yeah. cults and stuff in a way. In a way, so um, yeah, I do really like like it when people suggest things. So make sure. And thank you out there to our audience. We hit five hundred subscribers. <laughs> so that's pretty big news. That is big news. I'm very excited so, about. Very that. happy about that. And. Also, we want to say that um, people who listen to us on iTunes or wherever you mm-hmm. listen to your podcasts, um, we really, really appreciate it. And it would be like super awesome if you could leave us a review. And then yeah. we'd like to read your review next time we do an episode. So, you know, just yeah. consider to give us some feedback. And I apologize for saying like a lot and, you know... But seriously, if you go over to Apple Podcasts (laughs) and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star review, I will go ahead and read your comment on the next thing. Yeah. Okay? So thank you all out there. It really does help. Um, We're trying to establish ourselves in a very difficult podcast world. There's a lot of competition to analyze film, but I think we bring some unique takes to yeah. these films so. I, I think we do and I, I really think we do put in a lot of research and effort into it and uh, I hope people appreciate it and I hope we also bring some like a new perspective on the movies yep so. thank you very much for thank watching you. our review of The Wicker Man The Wicker Man and let us know if you really want us to watch the awful remake <laughs> yeah so. Don't make me, don't put us through that, please. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you loved Nicholas Cage. I do, but I don't want to watch that. No, watch that one? Okay. <laughs> Alright, thank you all for watching. Bye. Remember to like and subscribe, and thank you for watching Uncensored Cinephiles. Peace, everybody. Take care. <laughs>